In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan, and this is your Wednesday episode. Do you feel good? Like James Brown says, do you feel good? I hope you feel good, because you have made it halfway through the week. We always say on Wednesday, you can coast from this point on. You tell you don't even, listen, show up to work, but just put in 50%. That's all you need. Just skate by. I've done it my whole life. It's going to be fine. Uh, How are you? You guys good? Good. Okay. We've got a great show for you. We're going to start right off the bat with our interview. Um, I, I wanted to introduce you to this show in particular that I really, really, really dug the premiere episode of. It's Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Um, And I think you're going to love this show and the people on this show. Now, listen, I just did a full recap of this week's Summer House episode over on the Patreon. And I think I almost threw my recording equipment through a window because I was so upset with how Danielle treated that engagement of Lindsay and Carl. It was completely ridiculous. But Summer House Martha's Vineyard. I love everybody on that show right now. I do not have a horse in the race, even though our three guests today, just because they did my show, I'm going to say that they're my favorite right now. But overall, the show is just great. It's it, each one of these people, like I said, you're, you're like, okay, I want to know more. I want to know more. They, they infuse it with a great location, great characters. You can see the the storylines presenting itself. There might be a little bit of romance. It has all of the makings of a really great reality television show. And so I'm so excited to introduce you to this, possibly. Uh, I really do believe in it, though. So I think you should check it out, see for yourself. But I ain't lying. This is really good stuff. Um, and our three guests today, Preston Mitchum, Jordan Emmanuel and Amir Lancaster, and we'll get to them in one sec. We're just going to do a couple of things, and then after that, directly, we'll do a little bit of a pop culture roundup, and I'll tell you about all the Bravos goings on and all of that stuff, some little entertainment news, Tom Cruise dating Shakira. Tom Cruise sent Shakira flowers. It's like, chill out, Tom. Just just fly your little prop planes, you know? Leave Shakira alone. That's just my personal thing. I don't know if you guys want to see Tom Cruise in a Shakira. By the way, if Shakira married Tom Cruise, would she still be Shakira or would she be Shakira Cruise? It's 12, 17 in the morning. These are the thoughts that are going to haunt me all night. Um, But anyways, Summer House, if you're interested in that, that's over at patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. But I have to warn you, it's a very negative recap because I was just so ticked off by this week's episode. Man, you can't come back from that. Like, listen, I want to tell the Summer's House Martha's Vineyard cast, listen, I want you to be completely unhinged on camera, but remember, film doesn't go away. These things will last forever. And I feel bad for Danielle because that moment, which I don't even think, I don't even think, I'm I'm so curious about the reunion because I still think she might like think she hasn't done anything wrong. And some of that was just embarrassing. If you guys saw it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And that's why I'm completely in love with the cast of Summer House Martha's Vineyard because I'm not angry with any of them yet. Oh my goodness, it is wild to be a Bravo fan, isn't it? Um, Listen, okay, so that's over there. And I guess I'm a little down right now because I realize we have a whole new episode of Vanderpump Rules tonight. And I don't know, I I don't know if I can do it, folks. I don't know, I'm just, because then I, man, it is, I have to watch it like three or four times and I have to do all these, I don't have to do, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it, but man, it is like emotional upheaval week after week. 
this scandal. So, I mean, listen, it is just, it's breaking all of us, but we'll do all the Vanderpump rules stories, news stories. We'll put that on the Friday episodes as well, because I don't, I want to, I want to just make this a clean non Vanderpump show today, but there are a lot of news stories. Don't worry. I'm collecting them for the end of the week, the Friday episodes. So I think you'll dig that, but remember there are timestamps. And if you're new to the show, Hey, what's up? I know this might be a little weird that we start with music, but you always got to start with music because you want to have a good time. And that's what this show is about celebrating all of these things that we truly love. Um, so we're going to start there, but there are timestamps. So you can start right past that song if you don't like music. And if you want to hear the pop culture stories first, I'll put a timestamp there. You can hear those first and then go to the Summer House Martha's Vineyard guests. But I think you're going to want to start with them because they're completely charming. And it's really, it was cool to talk to them before the show premiered because it's like, it's like talking to people before a really big moment, like right before a TV show comes out that, you know, who knows what's going to happen for them at this moment. It's a really cool moment to, uh, to be able to, uh, talk to them. So thank you to Bravo TV for allowing me to do that. But all three of these guys were really, really awesome. I do want to say that Amir had a little bit of a bad connection. So there are a couple of times where it might seem like Amir's a little slow. Um, it just that it was just a lag. It wasn't like he, you know, so I just want to put that out there. <laughs> and Amir seems like a really nice guy. They were all really, really nice people. I think you're going to fall in love with them. And I got to tell you, I can't wait for the second episode. Um, tonight on Bravo, we had Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh my God, just make it end already. Oh, did you see the finale? We're going to talk about the finale trailer at the uh, the tail end of this show. But man, Louie, you know, those little moments of the show, he really does. When he gets angry, there's a it's different when Joey Gorga gets angry because there's like a lot of bluster there. And he kind of, you know, it's not laughable, but there's you don't necessarily take Joey Gorga seriously sometimes. Sorry, Joe, if you're listening. But when. When Louie gets mad, it's different. Like, I get a little I get a little scared. I get a little nervous. Are you guys like that, too? Anyways, let's get to this interview. We have plenty to talk about after this. Uh, and if you like this podcast, and why wouldn't you? Come on. Uh, please consider leaving it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And remember to sign up for our YouTube channel. Uh, Maritza Lopez has been doing all the graphics and uploading and all that stuff. She's doing an amazing job. And uh, and, and by the way, this interview, if you want to see all of these beautiful cast members of Summer House Martha's Vineyard, you can see it over at that YouTube channel, uh, plus so much more. So go subscribe over there as well. And that's it. Let's meet these future Bravo liberties. Uh, once again, we have Preston Mitchum, Jordan Emanuel, and Amir Lancaster from Summer House, Martha's Vineyard, which airs Sunday nights on Bravo right after Real Housewives of Atlanta. But today, uh, I, I can't wait to introduce you to a new show on Bravo, something that we have to give our full support. I mean, listen, I am tired of Vanderpump Rules. We've got to get new blood in on the action, and we have it Sunday <laughs> nights directly after the new season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Listen, Summer House... As uh, Summer House, it's been sad this season. We need fre We need something fresh, and we have it. We have the first spinoff after seven seasons of Summer House. We have Summer House Martha's Vineyard. And I got to watch the first episode, and you guys, it, it was great. It was amazing. First off, way better house. 
way better. They have a private chef the first night. They have uh, one of the first all-black cast in terms of Summer House, which is just so refreshing to see. Not only are these guys already fighting with each other, they're they're potentially flirting with each other, which we're going to talk about in a second, but it just sets you up for so many good storylines for the remainder of the season. They're set up in this house for 15 days. They have to take a little tiny plane to even get to Martha's Vineyard. I mean, it seems like a magical, faraway place that I have never been to. So I, I got to just 10 out of 10 for this first episode. So we have three of the cast members right now. I want to get you to know these guys because I want to see them on our TV for multiple seasons. So here that we're going to Preston Mitchum. Hello. Will you, will you say something, Preston, with your voice? Hello, 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 Preston Mitchum here. So okay. nice to be here, Ryan. Thank you. It's so great. Yeah, you were one of my favorites. Jordan Emmanuel, you are here. Please say hello. Hi, everybody. Ryan, you've given us quite the intro. I could keep going. I, I was like, should I just tell the whole episode? And then we've got pretty boy Amir Lancaster uh, with, with one of the best smiles on Bravo TV. Amir, say hello. <laughs> okay. You hey, how's it going, guys? I mean, like, pleasure. <laughs> um, I'm sure you guys have been doing interviews nonstop all day, so thank you for doing another one. But I really want people to know this show and get to know this show. Um, you know, all good reality shows start off with some sort of friend group, and there are little connections that you guys all have with each other already. Even though for the first time, some of you are meeting. Jordan, how did you get on this show? So I met everybody through the Playboy Club, actually. Jasmine, myself, Shanice, and Bria all worked at the club. Um, I then went on to be a playmate, and that's how I met Summer, because we were doing work together for Playboy at that point. Um, and then I met Mariah through Jasmine. And so when Jasmine and Silas got together, he had already been going to Martha's Vineyard every year. And so we tagged along. The girls tagged along. We met the guys. We met Preston and, and the crew. And so this was really just a continuation of what we were already doing. And just to let the audience know, you uh, you were the fourth Black uh, playmate, uh, correct? And then yes. also you were the last playmate of all time. Is that correct? The last In playmate of the year, yes. Wow, that's awesome. Um, okay, and then uh, Preston, how did you know everybody? Because you're from Washington, D.C., correct? I'm originally from Ohio, actually, but I've lived in D.C. for about 12, 13 years now. So, you know, I never want to insult the native Washingtonians to say I'm from it, but <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm at this point. Um, well, Silas is actually my fraternity brother. We're members of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. We also were in the same pledge class, so we're Lime Brothers in particular. So we were pretty, well, we weren't close on when we were <laughs> before. Uh, but we got closer after that, right? Um, and that's how we really connected. And then, of course, I met Jasmine, you know, when we all went to the vineyard. That's how I met a lot of other folks. Um, the only people who I didn't initially know in the house were Amir, Nick, Alex, and Bria and I hadn't met, though we talked for a bit before. Um, but that's how we're all connected from my, from me. And you guys, uh, just so you know, they really were in a fraternity. They have a secret fraternity handshake, which I'm going to try to get Preston to teach us by the end of this interview. Um, and then uh, Amir Lancaster. Amir, what was your connection to this? How did you get on the show? Yeah, so Nick and I had actually connected through social media. We're both in the fitness space. Um, and then we both have a little bit of um, love for fashion. And so... We connected on Instagram and had been keeping tabs with each other. And then eventually he just offered the opportunity for me to come out and explore Martha's Vineyard with a 
a group of really great professionals and also great black people. And I would have been a fool to say no. So I just got on the first plane that I could out of, you know, Austin, Texas to hop on a smaller plane that only seats like four people. And I was in Martha's Vineyard. Uh, Amir, just to point out to the audience too, uh, listen, you said you're getting 50 to 100 women a day, probably dudes as well, sliding into those DMs. Is that a correct number? Because I literally almost threw my computer across the room. I was like, I think I'm up to like two, maybe one, one every week. Who knows? You're getting 50 to 100. They show pictures of Amir as a, a child and he was not, he didn't, he had never had a fade. His mom cut his hair and you really had a glow up. Is that correct, Amir? <laughs> that that's gonna be correct i mean i really started to come into myself my junior year of college and then once i started posting thirst traps on tiktok it was game over <laughs> um you uh you talked about being in fashion like nick uh nick actually is a is a really i mean it seems like a really interesting character as well because he brings in so many clothes he says he's not going to even wear the same thing ever again potentially in the summer house or even further on uh i mean talking about other personalities that aren't here i, I mean you don't have to talk uh any smack or anything but uh what were the personalities that stood out for you guys with the other cast members Whew. right um, <laughs> I think everybody stood out in their own way. Uh, we very much all have distinct lanes um, that we run. And yeah, I, I would say we all had very interesting personalities that sometimes we got along and sometimes we clashed. Mm -hmm. uh, how upset were you that Bria brought the dog? The dog seems to be a very big point of contention uh, in the first episode, and there already seems to be at war between uh, it's Bria and Jasmine, correct? Uh, so I was like, oh no, this is this doesn't seem like it potentially is going to get better throughout the time there. Milo is one of the best housemates. I agree. So, <laughs> wait, wait, what about Bria though? Is is, is Bria is Bria uh, is, Milo is, is she is Bria? I mean, it's Milo, Bria, Simon. So yes. it probably flip Simon and Bria some days, but uh, no, but, but no, we loved Milo. Honestly, like if, if anything for me, I was just upset because my puppy wasn't there, right. <laughs> but we, we loved Milo. So I can't say I'm a part of the anti Milo, <laughs> the anti dog. <laughs> I personally loved having Milo. Uh, it was a great opportunity for me to feel like I was at home. Um, and it was like, you know, someone that I could get my energy out with. Yeah. Um, Jordan, you were brought up towards the end of the episode as potentially being a troublemaker in a lot of the, a lot of ways. Uh, you were called out at dinner uh, by Silas uh, because, you know, you would supposedly get free drinks from men, which turns out it's probably just free drinks because it's an open bar. To, but also who, I mean, but you made this great point for women. Like why can't women actually take care of themselves? Why do men always have to come? Could you explain a little bit about that? Cause I thought it was a really interesting point that got brought up. Yeah. It just, the way that he presented the conversation to me made it feel as though we were constant, like prey or that we were constant victim uh, victims of 
society and the world and that we as women weren't capable of taking care of ourselves or being self-aware enough to understand our surroundings and when it was a time to leave and when it was when we were good and how much we're drinking how we're getting home etc cetera, etc cetera. and so i just as somebody who lives alone and who's a single woman in new york city you know we're allowed to go out and have a good time and it not be any further or any less than that and i just wanted him to understand my perspective instead of villainizing the fact that women want to go out and have a good time and be perfectly appropriate doing it. Yeah. That, that you can actually look out for yourself like an actual person with body autonomy. Right. Um, that's what I really appreciated about this, this, this first episode is that you had really like a couple of great conversations that I immediately tuned in on. You had so many like kind of fights and uh, not, I mean, tiny fights and like a lot of laughter, but there were these moments where I was like leaning in like Preston, you had a great moment where you would explain why you don't love the term black excellence, uh, you know, which I thought was really, uh, I was just like, oh, this is interesting. I, have, I, I haven't heard this perspective before. Could you explain what you meant? Because you were having a conversation about this is black excellence here and you would kind of took umbrage with that for a second. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's mostly because of just the perception of who's perceived as excellent as Black people, right? Like, I mean, I would tend to believe all Black folks are excellent, but I think, and I don't think it's either or, right? I tend to believe that when, whenever I see Black excellence being described, it's always someone who broke a record, right? Who did the greatest thing in the world. And I just always kind of stop at like, what resiliency means sometimes because I'm just like we shouldn't have to be resilient right in people's eyes to receive love right like my mom I use her as the example like she had three kids by 23 she was she barely graduated high school she was not going to college and I would never see my mom on a black excellence poster right let society tell that story she would never be there um and I'm just like okay so what is she then Right. Like, what does it actually mean or dictate when only Olympians can be excellent or, you know, world athletes or you know, inventors? Right. They are excellent, too. And so are everyday people who would never have those opportunities. Yeah, I, I, I love that so much. And I, I wondered, though, for you guys, all three of you. Um, is it sometimes, uh, I'm trying to say this delicately, would it be like, there's, you're having a blast, you're doing everything that reality stars should do, but there's also this larger conversation that's sometimes getting injected into this. Uh, are you okay with that? Are you okay with like sharing these ideas and like, or are you just like, dude, I'm here to party. I'm here to fight. I do not want to, I do not want to be teaching people anything. What's your opinion on that? I'm happy to start just to quickly yeah. say, I this is not to shame anyone else, but this is just to specifically talk about Black folks. I believe Black people have a lot of depth, right? Which for me, that means that we're going to party, we're going to club, we're going to celebrate, and we're going to sit with healthy tension, right? About politics, about pop culture, about life, about did you like the last episode of House of Atlanta, right? Like all those things are true. <laughs> and I have been in many communities and many countries and many cultures, and, I, and I've just seen it so much with Black cultures throughout the world. Um, and I think that's what's brilliant about the show. And that's what many people will love about the show. You get to watch us as we're like, not only having fun, but taking a beat and being like, you know what? I got to discuss something real serious for a minute. <laughs> no, it was like, it was so refreshing. And you guys stuck the landing in those conversations and you were able to get right back on track with having fun. And it just, you know, like it was a really interesting, uh, first episode, which made me like, oh man, this is like on an every week DVR schedule now. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. That's what we want to hear. But I do think uh, we're good about balancing fun and serious conversations, educational conversations, and just intellectual conversations in general. Yeah, no, I. it seems like that just from the first episode. Now, in terms of love, uh, I'm glad we got Amir back for the love part. Um, <laughs> in, in the first in the first episode, uh, Jordan comes into the house. I'm sorry to speak about you like you're not here. Uh, and immediately a lot of the men's uh, heads turn, which I think uh, probably is a pain in the butt for Jordan to deal with a lot of the times. But I will say from the show, if you watch the show, when Jordan meets Amir, Jordan also seems like she is into Amir for a second. And can you explain like, the whole thing? Because there's, there's another gentleman, uh, I think it was Nick, who was like, uh, I think he kind of liked Jordan too. I'm just assuming everybody did. Can you explain that first episode? You don't have to say what happens the rest of the season. Yeah, Preston, why don't you explain? By the way, no, I was, was going to say something. Listen, I made oh, gay. Oh, I was like, I yeah, Preston, gay, you explain. I have eyes. <laughs> Look, beautiful woman and smart as fuck. Like, who would not? <laughs> Amir, what, what, what did you think when you first saw Jordan and started talking to her? The first, I mean, obviously the first thing that you're going to see when you see Jordan is the beauty, the smile, the the perfect skin that she takes care of. Um, that's kind of what just took me back for a moment. And you kind of see that in my smile when I'm like, oh, hey, how, how's it going? Um, but I mean, the levels and depths to Jordan, that's like really where you start to like get that attachment. So the beauty draws you in and then you know, there's, there's that on the back end. Jordan, what did you think of Amir when you first saw, saw him? Um, <laughs> I would love if she just said, he's all right. He's all right. He's all right. You know, no, in truth, I think just coming to the house and seeing everybody, it was just a, a lot of energy in general. And I feel like I didn't have a f initial first impression other than him being a gentleman, take my bags um, upstairs and just, you know, general politeness. We like it. We like an old school chivalry is not dead. Um, and so I guess from that standpoint, that was my my first impression. And I mean, obviously, he looks like a Greek god. So there's that. A, Le a Lebanese Greek god. Yes. Um, yeah, it's he's uh, I, will we potentially see. A showmance will uh, will this? I mean, listen. He said he's going to help you make your your potato. He wants French fries. You want a potato? Uh, I didn't know if that was code for something. Uh, it just seemed like you know and we see the trailer windows. for the rest of the season. I, I have a feeling. I don't know. Is there is there a is there a love triangle? A showmance? Is there anything that we could potentially tease? Because I, I was very excited to find out Amir was coming on here because I was like, oh my god, are they're obviously not in the same hotel room, so they can't be together right now. Well, I live in... Um, no, there's there's a lot of opportunity. Oh, go ahead, Jordan. Oh, no. I was just saying, I this is my home. This is not a hotel, but thank you. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you do see our relationship and our friendship unravel. Um, there are romantic moments within the house, um, not just with us. So you you will get to see that all play out. 
<laughs> that was that was the biggest vague tease I've ever heard in my life, and I love it. I love all of that. Good job, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, so uh, Bria's uh, is a fiance or boyfriend from Germany comes to visit the house we see in the preview for the rest of the season. Is it potentially? I was going to ask you guys like who got the drunkest in the house, but from the trailer, it looks like he potentially is probably the drunkest in the house. And I was like, this might not be good for him to be on reality television. Am I correct in my assumption? No, I would, I would, I would say Bria. I would say Bria got the drunkest because there was uh, there was a couple of opportunities where I was like, dang, this little girl can drink. That's a bad. <laughs> yeah, Shanice yeah. definitely. Too. They got lit lit um, <laughs> on a few occasions. Yeah. Um, you guys are also still trying to, a lot of people in the house are still trying to do their jobs. Uh, you know, like Silas is in finance, all of these things. I mean, that seems another thing that we're not used to seeing in reality television of, of cast with actual jobs that we get to see. Um, <laughs> was that really hard to keep up for those 15 days? Absolutely. Yes. I worked half of it. And uh, I'm you're a professor, you, right, Preston? I, I I am, but so I will say this now: I actually own and operate my own consulting company. Um, but that, that wasn't the case during filming. And during filming, I had a whole ass employer who I'm grateful I didn't get fired from because when I tell you, <laughs> I was stressed trying to work and film. <laughs> it was exhausting. But honestly, like I think that was part of it too. I Me, mean, I think again, multitasking and figuring out like how to actually make the best of it right like I, I don't ever pretend to be loaded or wealthy um i am blessed and i'm grateful for that um but a lot of it takes a lot of hard work and so for us to also work and film it was a lot yeah yeah uh amir you 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 second that yeah i i second that i mean i was trying to take as many calls being a realtor back in austin granted it was the slower season so i had a little bit of a break but at the same time you know a realtor that stops moving is never successful. So I was trying to entertain and be as active as possible while also responding to listing emails, uh, giving my buyers updates on the market back in Austin. So it was, it was tough. It was tough for sure. Um, Jordan, you've dealt with this a little bit in terms of uh, being a playmate and things of that nature in terms of attention. I mean, what would you hope that, uh, would come out of this show? What was the reason you did this show? Like, would you hope that it would be able to, uh, you know, highlight other causes you're doing? Like, what is the end goal for you, Jordan? I mean, I think for me, it's everyone has the perception of who I am based on what they see on Instagram or what I've done before. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd even say that's how Silas made his commentary that first evening. Um, and so I'm excited for people to see all the other wonderful qualities that I have that Amir and Preston were so nice to describe before, um, to see my sense of humor, to see how I'm interacting with my friends and having a good time. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see, to show them more layers to me. There's more going on back here besides the exterior, even though it's great. They're great in the inside too, you know? So I'm excited for that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Listen, I'm in I'm in these Bravo streets every day and it's intense. It is intense. Are you ready for the discourse that will come through all of this? Like day all. in, day out with these shows, everybody is going to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to have a hero. Everybody needs to have a villain. You know, I always try to go with the theory two things can be true at once, but sometimes yeah. the audience doesn't understand that. Um, are you ready for that part of it? Because after Sunday night, you're going to, if you're online, you're going to see people have opinions. 
I would, I'm not ready. I mean, I, I'm someone who reads every comment and I try not to let anything get to me, but at the same time, like, you know, other people's perception is sometimes a reality and I want to be aware of that. So I'm not ready for even more people to have an opinion on me or a say on what they think I should or shouldn't be doing. I, I, I think we might there? go from like a hundred DMs to two hundred DMs. I think it's going to be <laughs> right. all positive. Right. I think you're going to have right. even that many more people. So I what, what were you saying, Preston? Sorry. No. I first of all, I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> I. You know what? I've I've been a loud mouth opinionated person for so long online that I think it comes. It, it's come to, with the territory, right? So I'm not comparing it to what will happen starting Sunday. But I've been on Fox News, right, as a very, very, very progressive person, um, right? Like, I've done speeches all over the all over the world at this point, honestly, not really not to toot my horn, but just a state of fact. Um, but the reality is, like, I'm used to, like, the back and forth, the, oh, I hate your political opinion, this. And, you know, you just kind of roll with the punches. It's, it's so easy for me at this point to not look at comments, honestly. Like, it's almost like they're just there. Um, because I, comments are where dreams go to die. And so I just stop looking at them, honestly, because the truth is the people who you impact positively will DM you and they will tell you. And then there are a lot of people who may not DM you, but they're really looking at you with adoration. And that's just what I have to keep in mind. It's like not everyone who loves you will message you. Not everyone who messages you who will love you. But rest assured, there are a lot of people who are not messaging you either, messaging you either way, who are falling in love with you. And they just don't know how to share that just yet. That's crazy. I feel like you just gave me advice. See, I mean, but. well, we, we we sat down and talked before you got on and we were looking to get that message to you, Amir. So I'm glad, <laughs> we, I'm glad we got it. Yeah. Um, hey, Preston, I wanted to ask you this uh, particularly. And I, I uh, is, you know, you, you know, you're you're you mentioned you are a queer black man. man and I think you even mentioned your spouse in this. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not with that. You know, will we get to see more about that? Because I think sometimes that is something that I am wanting to see a little bit more of, of like, I see heterosexual love all the time. Uh, Will we get an opportunity to see uh, the other, you know, like, I want to see your story. Do we get to see that? not as much right now, unfortunately. My my partner, he had to work pretty much the entire time we were filming. So uh, he's definitely makes FaceTime appearances uh, many times, but not now. But I will say, you know, if we get these ratings high enough, season two is always around the corner. So let's see. But but I do talk about him a lot. A lot of the cast has met him. Um, so yeah, I, I think we'll see. Like We'll see it, but not in a way where it's like us two right visibly. Yeah, I mean it's it's a part of everyday everybody's everyday reality. So I want to see that on reality as well. And I think Bravo has done a great job. Southern Hospitality had a a good storyline this season, and I see a lot of uh, room for growth there. Um, in terms of pop culture and reality television, as we start winding down here, what do you guys watch? What do you guys like? And just to point out, Atlanta is on right before them, and it is very interesting. I watched both back to back, and you know you stuck. You know, like Steve Bicharay is getting into a fight with. Uh, you know, it was like a, like a fight and then it led right into you guys. And it was like this perfect because it almost seems very extreme with the housewives and it goes into a more grounded reality, but really fun with you guys. Um, what do you guys like to watch? Ooh, I love Real Housewives. Of I Beverly personally Hills. love to watch Summer House. Really? You we, even this season? Were they all like sad and stuff? Yeah. The only reason I like watching it is because I've been watching that story from season one. And so I'm hoping that, you know, the viewers that we gain are also on the same, you know, binging journey where they just 
they don't really care what we bring to the table. They just want to watch how our lives unfold to find some commonality. I was I was DMing with Lindsay Hubbard, one of the castmates of Summer House today, and she's going to be livid when she finds out how much better of a house you guys have. Like it is <laughs> shocking. They've got a full workout room, you guys, with a sauna. They've got a better pool. They've got like it's just way better across. They have a first night chef. It is shockingly better. And I was like, because in Summer House this season, everybody's fighting for a bedroom. You guys all seem to have bedrooms and stuff like that. It's wild. Um, Okay, so you you dig Summer House. Jordan, you said Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Yep, and Atlanta was my first love. Um, married to Medicine. Um, who else do I? Who else? Are you happy I that Quad, Quad's coming back to Married to Medicine, um, we just found yes. out? She was my favorite. So, yeah, I mean, she, um, and also in terms of Beverly Hills, I mean, if you stayed current, uh, you know, were you, were you sad to see Lisa Rinna go? Were you, were you, I mean, were, was it time? I think uh, it it's a time. very different sort of, sh- yeah, I do too. Okay, good. You thought it was time. I love Lisa Rinna. I just think the dynamic has changed in a way that she's not giving us what she used to give. Yeah. 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 Uh, I totally agree. Preston, uh, we're, we're, <laughs> <that's> Preston, <laughs> 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 Preston, if I, <laughs> Preston, what what do you wa- like to watch? Oh, Atlanta, uh, Potomac. Uh, also love Married to Medicine. Those are probably the three I consistently watch. I've also been really getting into Vanderpump Rules because oh. it's how could you not at this point? Right, it's just Scandal. everywhere. Uh, <laughs> if, yeah, if you guys are in like Scandal is like I have to talk about it every day, and it is like I just yeah. can't wait for it to be over because it's too intense. And just yeah. I'm not saying anything, Amir and Jordan. I'm not saying I obviously you might or may or may not be together, but if, if for some reason you are together, Amir, this is just directed at you. Don't cheat and don't uh, lie and don't. I mean, and by the way, across the board, even without Jordan or not, just don't cheat and don't lie right. unless you want insanely high ratings, and then yeah. cheat and lie. No, I'm good. Um, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um how how excited are you to be with bravo though i think bravo is actually continually like churning out some amazing shows and it's it's great when vanderpump rules happens because it punctures that cultural zeitgeist where it's like we they've been doing good shows for like deck like you know 15 16 years now i mean how excited are you to be on bravo of all networks beyond i don't think i would have chosen another one right like i this is such a great opportunity, a unique opportunity, and it has its own branding and reputation and following. Mm-hmm. I I love it, and I yeah, I just don't. I'm just so grateful for the opportunity, honestly, to see. Even though I know our fans, the fans of Bravo, can be very intense. Um, you know, I'm even looking forward to that too. I'm excited to be a part of a family. That's that's the biggest part. Is like you know, you're joining a network that again has been around for a very long time and built a very strong reputation for itself. But at the end of the day. Once you are a part of the Bravo family, you're in there. You are in there. So yeah. I'm excited to potentially see some Bravo liberties out in the streets and be like, hey, look, I'm one of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did they give you like a, a card or something that you can show other Bravo liberties that you are a Bravo liberty? <laughs> like, a, um, like a Bravo liberty driver's license. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. I, I've got my learner's permit for Bravo. Right, right. Because BravoCon's coming up in October in Vegas. Would you guys mm-hmm. consider going? I will 100% be there. 100%. Can you can you please write a letter and let them know? <laughs> oh my god. I mean this is the letter. I'm sending this to Andy right now. But no, I mean I think it'll be necessary for you guys to go. I mean this is this is about building this brand and this is why I really wanted to talk to you guys just to not even but just to tell the audience is that 
you know, it's easy to be on board 10 seasons of Vanderpump Rules. It's easy to like now, you know, go, I've watched this all along, but you got to watch from the beginning. You got to be on that ground floor. This is like investing in Apple TV at the ground. Like this is investing in a show. I'm telling you, each one of these characters are really fascinating. And it was such a breath of fresh air to watch this, to learn new stories. Like that's like, I want new characters. We don't need to just keep going, hitting the same people. These are all new people that I think you will really genuinely fall in love with Jordan I know you're a DJ as well as we close out here would you I think you should DJ at BravoCon what what would be your uh top five songs that you spin right now yes. oh honestly I always have Vibrant Thing by Q-Tip Q-Tip yes of course like my favorite music video and party song gotta have some Drake in there I've been I've been using a lot of his new song Search and Rescue um I also obviously have to add Ice Spice in there right now um, and then I like a few, I like to throw a little random songs in there. Like I'll throw a little pop, a little, um, a little like transient EDM, love a cascade moment, love black coffee. So I would say that's my top five right now. Okay. Well, let's uh, get you guys at BravoCon and get you DJing at BravoCon. Um, and also how do we support? So we watch the show. I'm going to put all of your Instagram handles. We can buy a house from Amir. We can go to your DJ gigs. <laughs> Preston, we can take your class. Uh, yes. Is there anything else that we can support you guys with right now? Because really the word, you know, we got to get this, the word out and it's not just Monday, you guys, this will be uh, sorry. It's not just Sunday night. It's every Sunday night. So set your DVRs. You can watch on Peacock next day, but this is going to be an easy show to add to your rotation. Anything else that we should know uh, before we leave? Folks, summer is just around the corner. So it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces. I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Listen, well, can I, I do just want to tease that I, I just started my book proposal not too long ago. So 
Um, listen, just get people to buy it when it's finally out. Right. <laughs> Preston, you reach out to me. Yeah, you got an automatic Instagram post. I, I, that is, and I'll talk, I'll have you on the show just to talk about the book. But I'm so excited for you guys. I feel like this is really exciting to talk to you right before it airs because, you know, you just don't know what the future holds. And this is a really cool inflection point potentially in your lives. So congratulations. The show is just really, really awesome. That first episode. Can't wait to watch the rest. And I'm telling you guys, I will be talking about this every week. So make sure you add this to your rotation. It's right after Atlanta. I'm telling you, it is the perfect end after watching Atlanta. Uh, so Preston, Amir, Jordan, thank you so much for being here today. Thank, thank you so you. much. Weren't those guys lovely? Um, wow. I can't even believe now I'm saying words like lovely. Wow. Um, and I'm sorry. Uh, I realize on in the intro, I'm kind of whispering, but you have to remember I'm at my parents' place and they have a very tiny house in Gilbert, Arizona. And my voice travels because I have such a deep baritone, manly, amazing, luxurious voice that, that I'm very scared of waking them <laughs> because my dad, my dad sleeps on the couch in the living room and my, cause my, well, because my mom has to sleep in this like kind of, uh, it's hard to explain for like her can, you know, for what she's going through, she has to sleep in this thing. So it kind of uh, takes up the bedroom. Um, so they sleep in, but, but it's so tiny anyways, I'm sorry. I'm whispering. I'm not trying to be creepy or sexy, even though it's probably a little bit of both. So just wanted to let you know, but remember, go watch summer's house, Martha's vineyard. You can uh, stream it on Peacock. It's also on the Bravo TV app, but uh, catch up because I'm going to add this to my weekly rotation. I truly am excited to watch this show, especially after the mess this past week of summer house. Oh man. Okay. But I'm not going to get bogged down in that. Let me tell you, actually, I want to tell you, God, this is crazy, dude. Um, so, you know, I'm here with my mom and we, uh, my dad went bowling with his, his friends. Like, so, you know, I was on mom duty, which is great. And I was on Demois podcast, which comes out Thursday or Wednesday night. Uh, so I was doing that with Demois. Uh, it's a, her podcast is called do you D E U X U. And we are, I, I always have such a good time with her. So check that out on Thursday, which by the way, I'm not going to release on Thursday again this week because I'll release two episodes on Friday, the Vanderpump rules news episode and the Vanderpump rules recap episode. So I'm going to take Thursday off because I deserve it. Damn it. I'll still be doing probably Patreons and trying to answer emails and all the other crap. I mean, this truly, I just realized, like, I haven't taken a, like, I've done a pot, like, I don't, I think there's, it's very, like, I've done a podcast, has it been, like, every day for three years or something ridiculous? Like, sometimes I'll take, like, a Friday off, but that's after I release for the week, and then the next day on Saturday I'll do Patreons, but sometimes I'll do, like, three pod, anyways, it, I just realized I haven't taken a full more than two days in a row off at all since I've started this show three three plus years ago. Isn't that wild? But they always say, and I'm not joking, if you do something that you love, it really doesn't feel like work. Now, this definitely feels like work, but it truly is something that I love. So I never like think like weird about that. The only thing that sucks is that like things just kind of like I wanted to go see Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, that the new Guardians of the Galaxy, and I just was like, oh man, I gotta stay in and do the Summer House recap because the day got away from me. Um, but anyways, anyway, so my mom wanted me to take her to her church because my ex's mom. Uh, this is so dark, you guys. If you listen to the show, you, you my ex's mom passed away a couple of weeks ago, and my mom wanted me to take her to the church so we could. I didn't even realize the Catholic Church Church makes you pay to 
to pray for like, she wanted to make a service in my ex's mom's name, if that makes sense. So like, you know, the service would be dedicated to my, uh, my ex's mom, Phyllis, who is a, a wonderful lady. But, uh, you know, so she wanted me to take her down there and walk her through that. So I'm like, no problem. So this is like noon. It's only like five miles away from my parents' house, the church. And, uh, so I take my mom, my mom puts her, you know, gets all gussied up, puts her wig on and stuff. And, you know, and I, uh, I just throw on, you know, I'm wearing basketball shorts. So I just throw on, you know, like I don't like literally, I just stumble around all the time for the last three years with no clothing on. Um, but so we get there and. I'm driving. I'm not speeding or anything like that. All of a sudden, this plainclothes cop, it was like a Mustang or something. All of a sudden, I see lights. I'm like flashing lights. And so I'm like, wow, mom, I'm getting pulled over. And my mom's like, what? 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 She's like, you're not speeding. I'm like, I know. I don't know what's going on. I pull over and my mom, man, I love my mom. She goes, she goes, (laughs) she goes, should I take the wig off and tell him I have cancer? (laughs) She literally said that. She go, I go, mom. I go, mom. No. I go, mom. I go, mom. Just save that. I said, let's see what's going on first. And I'm such a nerd. I put my hands on the steering wheel. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm totally safe. I'm totally safe. And then I realize as he pulls up that I didn't bring my wallet with me. And I go, mom, I didn't bring my wallet. And she's like, Ryan, Ryan are you kidding, Ryan? Oh God, Ryan. And he goes like, you know, do you know why I pulled you over? And I'm like, uh, no, sir, I don't. And uh, he goes, well, uh, it says you uh, you don't you don't have a registration for this vehicle. You you know you don't have uh, that registration sticker. And I go, oh, sir, I um no, I, I know I I've I've paid for my registration. I don't I don't have the sticker. I guess it hasn't come yet. But like I I rem- guys I remember paying for this just because I am so disorganized that I even made a mental note to pat myself on the back for paying it on time. That's how proud of it I was. So I was like, sir, I, I don't, I, 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 and then I'm like, I can show you on my Wells Fargo. <laughs> I can show you on my Wells Fargo. And then he goes, let me see your license. I go, um, sir, I, I don't have that. I was, I was just, I was taking my, my mom to church. <laughs> My mom was like, I can see my mom's hand like edging towards her wig to yank it off. <laughs> He's like, what? And I go, yeah, no. He's like, uh, are you, are you, you're visiting? Cause I have California plates. I was like, yeah, sir. I'm just, I'm just here visiting my mom. And, uh, he's like, okay, let me, and I said, sir, I paid it. And he goes, goes back. He goes, he says you haven't paid it. And in that time I looked at the Wells Fargo and I find the exact California DMV thing, like $380. I go, you know, sir, here it is. And I also found a picture of my license on my phone, which listen, it's my fault for not bringing my wallet, but come on, can we just switch to all digital, please? I do everything else on my phone. Can't I just have my wallet completely on my phone at this point? Um, and I'm like getting, I'm getting it from my mom when the cop goes back to his car. I'm like, Ryan, I can't believe you do this when I'm not here. You got to remember these things. Da, da, da. You know, so like all of a sudden I'm 18 years old again or younger. And uh, he's like, okay, I see it there, but it's saying it's not registered. And he lets me go. Like, thank, like what, you know, he was actually kind of nice, but it was kind of scary just to get pulled over anyways. 
So then it's like, he let me go. And then, you know, when you get pulled over something and they let you go or something and you're, you're trying to drive again and you're trying to follow every letter of the law. And then, you know, like I pull back on the, the main road and then I realize he's like, like over like two lanes over, like we're neck and neck. And I'm like, fuck, you know, and you're just sweating bullets, even though, you know, I didn't really do anything wrong, but now I'm just so worried. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I want to be, you know, like. <laughs> You know, just like, and then you have that kind of inclination of, should I just floor it? Should I just say, fuck it? And let's just like, let's just be Bonnie and Clyde, mom. Let's just go. Let's just go. And I'm like, mom, I have a gun in the back. She's like, what? No, I'm like, no. But, it, you know, it's like you're sweating bullets afterwards because you're just praying you don't do anything wrong while that cop is still right next to you. And it's like you wouldn't pull. Like, we were like three miles like that. And I was like, should we wave to him at that point? Like, he wasn't looking over. But at that point, I was just like, what do I do if I slow down? I feel weird. if I like, So I'm just going right at 45 miles per hour. Um, and it turns out, by the way, my insurance company, I guess, didn't give the – it's a mess that I have to deal with tomorrow. But I thought you would enjoy that story. Like, listen, I don't even go out that much. I've been, like, having, like, afternoon – I've been having hot guy walks because I'm trying to lose weight. And I've been doing that. But other than that, I don't really leave the place like I do in L.A. I don't really leave. Um, so it was just funny the moment I left, I get pulled over by the cops. Okay. Fun, fun, fun. Now, let's get to some news stories. Now, let's start off with Bravo. Bravo, uh, it's a network, but they announced uh, all of their new TV shows or their lineup for this next year. Now, also, they have a new show, not just Summer House Martha's Vineyard. They have Dancing Queens, which premiered tonight, Tuesday night, uh, right before Real Housewives of New Jersey. Check it out. Remember, like now, I love Summer Summer House Martha's Vineyard, the premiere. I thought that was great. Uh, Dancing Queens, it was good. It's going to grow on me, I'm sure. But remember to support these shows, support our network, you know? So we've got a lot of big news coming out of Bravo today. They've made a lot of announcements. Now, Real Housewives of Miami has picked up for a season six. Now, if you aren't watching Real Housewives of Miami, you're not doing it right. That, though, you can only see on Peacock. Then they like, like six months later, they put it on Bravo, but they've been premiering the last two seasons on Peacock. But now they made a huge announcement today that Real Housewives of Miami season six will be returning to Bravo and then streaming next day on Peacock. And they're doing the same thing with season two of Below Deck Down Under with uh, Aisha, uh, who I love. So this is huge because Peacock is a streaming service, of course. NBC Universal owns it. And that's why I find it funny when people are like, you know, Peacock, Bravo, it's all the same. It's all the same, you guys. It's all Bravo. You know, Peacock is owned by NBC Universal. NBC Universal own like it's all the same corporation, you guys. They're just trying to get people to the streaming service. So a lot of people have said, does this mean there is problems over at Peacock? Now who knows, especially in this atmosphere with streaming services, Peacock is gaining subscribers, but I believe it is second to last in terms of overall subscriber growth, even though it's having great growth, but it is not having growth as much as Hulu, Netflix, Apple TV, that kind of stuff. Peacock is one of my favorite streaming services because it is so easy to watch all of the housewives, uh, you know, any, like, even when I, when I do take notes on summer house, I'll do it usually on Peacock because I don't have to fast forward through commercials over there. Um, but this is big, this is big. And I think it's great for the show Miami and the production company purveyors of pop, who I'm a big fan of, who do that show, because a lot of people really got confused with these shows over on Peacock. Um, I don't think it means that Peacock is closing shop anytime soon. 
I think they probably just realized with the number, like, because by the way, they're going to have extended reunion episodes, I believe, over on Peacock for Vanderpump Rules. Uh, you had those watch alongs with Brittany and Jax, which we'll talk a little bit more about why we only saw three of those on Friday's episode. Um, so I think it's healthy, but I also think Miami is so good that they don't want to risk people not talking about it because all of us were talking about, you know, all of the right people were talking about it. But they're like, yo, this is a really good housewife show. Miami was my favorite housewife show this past year. Better than Beverly Hills, better than New Jersey, definitely better than Salt Lake, better than Atlanta, better than Potomac, in my humble opinion. So I think part of the logic there is we need the most people to see this day and date and not have it trickle out on Peacock because then the season is over and you have all of these people saying it's the best, but you don't have as many people seeing the show. So this will give a chance for people to really be blown away by it. And then I think that actually has a better chance of getting people over to Peacock in the long run. Um, so that was big announcements, but then they even had more announcements. So they said also on Bravo in 2023, 2024, you have summer house, Martha's vineyard, Dancing Queens Bravo, Real Housewives of Orange County, Project Runway, Crappy Lake. And you guys, a lot of questions I got today was, what is Crappy Lake? Crappy Lake is the spinoff series with Sonia and Countess Luann. They've already filmed it, and it takes place in a place called, I think, Crappy Lake, actually. Uh, it's a weird title, and especially because watch what crappens those guys. I feel like they should have any kind of um, ownership over crappy crap. You know, like, that should all be Ronnie and Ben. Um, so it's it's a limited series between Sonia and uh, Luann, and it looks hysterical. I think we're going to get a full trailer soon. Uh, we saw a little bit of a trailer, I believe, at BravoCon this year. Was it that right? That was it. Was BravoCon? I think that's what it was. Time means nothing, but um. It was so, it was so great to see Sonia and Luann together again. It's not Roni, but it's something. And I think, listen, they need to get that out sooner rather than later, because I think all of us are kind of like, yeah, I miss Roni, but I can watch old episodes and we're kind of forgetting these ladies. Like when I see Ramona, Sonia and Dorinda post like together, I don't get nearly as excited as I used to. Is that wrong? Am I the only one that feels that way? Um... I feel bad for even saying that, but there's so much other Bravo going on. So it's like, I want them to get back in the game. So we do talk about them again. Okay. So that's crappy Lake. Then you have real housewives of Beverly Hills. Vanderpump rules got officially renewed for season 11. Now we've known about that for a while. Um, you know, there have been plans. I mean, th this is no surprise. E you know, they had already known this months ago, but they officially announced today. So season 11, watch what happens live. Real Housewives of New York, the new version, the new iteration, Top Chef. Um, you have uh, Married to Medicine. You have Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, you have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Southern Hospitality just started filming their second season yesterday. That's exciting. Real Housewives of Dubai. Um, Below Deck. Below Deck Med. Now, this is confusing. It says Real Housewives of Dubai. Okay, never mind. Uh, Below Deck, Below Deck Med, Southern Charm, Winter House. And these are all the, uh, oh, and then I had Million Dollar Listing LA. Now, there's obviously some notable absences here. We don't have Below Deck Sailing Yacht. We don't have Summer House. We don't have Real Housewives of New Jersey. 
and we don't have, and this was the big omission for me, Family Karma. Now, Family Karma is a show I came late to. It's a show that a lot of us have come late to, a show a lot of us still aren't watching. Um, and I feel, I, I, I really am bummed out because I feel like they need that. Uh, we need one more season. And so I'm sorry to see that name not here. Who knows why that name is not here? It might mean it's gotten canceled. But then if you throw those other names in there, like I know they didn't cancel Jersey, but somebody made the point of, well, Summer House and Below Deck Sailing Yacht in Jersey are all airing right now. So maybe they didn't put that on because they didn't put those on because those shows are currently airing. But also Vanderpump Rules is currently airing right now. So I honestly don't know the answer. I'm going to try to find out for you guys more. But I was just so excited to uh, to see those. You know, it's like it's good to see that we've got a healthy slate of shows that we can continue to talk about and laugh about as a family. <laughs> so that um, also, uh, let's see here. We're going to come back to Bravo in a sec. I want to verge over to a little pop culture. Morgan Wallen, who, if you know, is a country music singer. Now, I don't know Morgan Wallen, except that I knew the controversy he had for uh, some negative slurs that he had said. Uh, and, you know, he, quote unquote, got canceled. But he got canceled in the fact that he literally is the one of the number one artists right now. He was selling out stadiums as well. Uh, I've never genuinely listened to this man's music, so I don't have an opinion on his music. Like I said, country is a very hard genre for me to get into, but he made the announcement today that he is canceling the rest of his tour because he uh, might have torn some vocal cords. Now, a couple weeks ago, if you remember, there was a big hubbub because he canceled his show like 15 minutes before he was supposed to go out and he had a stadium full of people there and people were livid because imagine that you get to a concert you're buying merch you're buying a lot of drinks that are fucking 25 dollars a pop having a good time on a saturday night you, you traveled in i've watched all these tiktok videos of families traveling in or just like you know and then they say sorry gotta go turn around go home can't do it and that's really brutal to do to that many people, you know, like you 65, 70,000 people in one fail swoop. Um, now, there was rumors that he had gotten drunk and he was just too hungover to play. Who knows? But this, he says, he actually did hurt his voice. Doctors are saying that he needs, uh, I believe it was six weeks of vocal rest. And, uh, you know, so, ho I mean, hopefully he gets better. It seems like he's insanely popular. But I bring it up only because... We were talking about the uh, the Nashville shows in terms of Taylor Swift on Monday's episode is that I had talked about, I thought it was so legendary that they waited three hours for this lightning storm to pass and uh, Taylor still went out at like 10, 8, 10 p.m. and played a three-hour show. By the end, it was raining. Everybody was pouring, but every most people stayed. And I thought that was so legendary because you had people like Morgan Wallen that would cancel a show last minute. And by the way, he probably really did hurt his voice. But here's Taylor, on the other hand, going, fuck it. No, I'm not canceling. I'm going. And I thought that was so noble. Um, but I do want to point out, now I had a couple of messages. Like I'm trying to find... Mm, trying to find this message from Caitlin. I wrote her name down and then I lost it. Caitlin Schroyer. Caitlin, where are you in my DMs? I'm trying to find you. I'm just going to sing song so I don't have to pause. Okay, I'm going to have to pause. Okay, I found the DM. Sorry, guys. Um, she writes, listening to yesterday's episode, finally. 
I was at the show on Sunday for Taylor, and I drove back to Ohio yesterday. The show was amazing. I'm grateful she didn't cancel, but the delay was literally insanity, and honestly, she probably should have actually canceled. They had blocked off all the sides, so the majority of the stadium was all on one side, and it was really unsafe. Kids were lost, people passing out everywhere. We couldn't move, but also loved Taylor and the show once she finally came on. It was absolute the best, even in the rain. So she says, I had conflicting feelings. Um, I said, wow, I can't imagine having to wait three hours once you got there. I was totally shocked she still played. And then Caitlin said, at like 9.45, I was like, they need to call it. This is terrible. Medics were carrying people out and then 10 came at and then 10 o'clock came and we got the all clear and we're like, oh my God, thank you. Get us out of these concourses. But the best, but the best freaking show I've ever seen. And I said, oh, can I read this on the show? And she said, of course. She said, oh my God. Also, it was so packed. People were hanging out in the men's restrooms on the floor. We finally got inside one thinking it was women's. I think they switched out signs with the assumption more women were attending than men, which is a fair assumption at a Taylor Swift concert, even though I would love to go. Taylor, if you're listening, just need one ticket to an L.A. show. Um, And we got in and there were three stalls. They had plastic covering the urinals. And then there were people eating and laying on the floor in the bathroom. Never seen anything like it. And she sent me a picture of all these Swifties laying in a men's She said the restrooms were the only places not packed. And I thought this was such an interesting perspective that I wanted to read it because it was saying like, yeah, amazing. But listen, it was really dangerous. And then once I read that, I started getting these TikTok videos. I don't know if like it reads my DMs, um, but I was getting TikTok videos from other people that were saying they were really scared that night. They, you know, like some people were having panic attacks and people were. So I thought it was just an interesting perspective because I thought it was legendary and, you know, to all of us, to all the Swifties that weren't there, it will go down as a legendary show, period. But then it's always interesting to think about the other side, about actually being there in the rain. Think, think about how long three hours is. That is three episodes of Vanderpump Rules with the commercials. You know, like that's a long time. And you're just in rain, you're hearing lightning, you know, it's not the fun concert atmosphere that you paid $1,000 to go to. Um, so... It's really interesting. I mean, these performers, when you're performing at this level with this many people, um, it kind of, there's so many things that you have to take into account, let alone weather, because usually you're like, well, that's going to participate. That's going to participate, but it doesn't. Okay. I've got a story about Tom changing the lyrics at his song. I got to, I got to save that for Friday. Uh, the weekend, you, you hear this weekend guy, this able, <laughs> the weekend, the, uh, the insanely popular music artist, his new TV show, the idol comes out on HBO max, which they're actually changing to just max. I think it's the stupidest name change in history. Uh, it's starring him and Lily Rose Depp, which is Johnny Depp's daughter. And it is, uh, produced and created by the weekend and, the creator of Euphoria, Sam Levinson, and it has been plagued with problems. Uh, if you look into, there's a Rolling Stone article that talks about the idol. We really don't know what this is. When I see the preview for the idol, it seems like not torture porn, but it seems like a, it's it's from the character. It's from this perspective of a pop star or a burgeoning pop star played by Lily Rose Depp. And in the preview, she's like talking like I'm gonna I'm taking it all back and like. I mean, almost, it seems like one of those stories, if I'm judging by the preview, I could be completely wrong of a 
woman like stepping into her sexuality and taking control of it, which is great. And I'm sure a lot of women do that, but it's always weird when that's the story created by two men. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, my problem with The Weeknd is um, amazing musical artist. When I first saw The Week, I've seen The Weeknd a handful of times. And every time I see him, the first time I was blown away because I was like, oh my God, it's like this weird blend of Nine Inch Nails and Motown music. Like it has this industrial edge to it. His voice is so pure and beautiful. Um, but I will say for somebody that you can tell he is truly in love with um, images, movies, television, you know, he's truly moved by those things. And a lot of his albums now seem to be concept albums and he likes to dress up and, you know, whether it be an old man or the kind of uncut gems Vegas guy with the red jacket and the broke busted face from a couple albums ago. Um, he really loves all of that stuff. But will I say when he, when he does those things, I always never think personally, I know a lot of you guys will disagree. I know one, uh, one of my friends in particular, Marissa, who gives me a lot of stories will disagree. I don't always think he has the presence on screen when he actually speaks that other actors that I love do. So I'll be interested him being one of the male leads in this. I'll be interested to see if he can pull this off. I'll definitely be watching, but I hope it's just not like a glorified music video that just, you know, oh, how, you know, that, that just shows, you know, tits and ass, you know, like I hope there's actually some substance here. Um, so it'll be interesting, but the weekend said in an interview promoting the idol that he is going to kill off the weekend pretty soon, that he is going to, um, end that character. He's going to probably start going by his real name, uh, able testify, um, after that. So he is going to kill off the weekend. There will be no more the weekend. Of course, you'll still be able to buy the records, but I think this is interesting. Artists, musical artists do this all the time. Remember Prince, who's like my favorite musical artist of all time. There was a time in the nineties, um, where he changed his name from Prince to a symbol. Remember it was like the male, female symbols interchanged. And you know, you'll still see that symbol on a lot of Prince's merchandise, uh, rest in peace. But he uh, he changed his name like he didn't want to go by Prince anymore. And partly was that he just he felt he didn't want to be that. And he also didn't want to go by Prince because he felt he was locked into an unfair agreement with Warner Brothers Records because Warner Brothers Records owned his masters. So Prince was like famous for he then also wrote slave into uh, onto his his cheek. He would go around with the word slave on there. In fact, there's an interesting piece of Bono's autobiography that I just uh, listened to last week, Surrender, where he talks about uh, drinking with Prince one night uh, with Bono and his wife and Prince, and Prince had slave on his face. And Prince explained to his wife, Allie, Bono's wife, that, you know, he wore that, you know, because he was a slave, you know, somebody owned his masters, he did not own his own music. So to do that, he tried to throw everything in Warner Brothers way, like, okay, well, I'll destroy Prince. I'm going to go by these symbols. Now I'm not Prince any longer. And eventually he came back to the Prince moniker. But he was serious. He was like, listen, this is I don't own this. Like, this is mine and I don't own it. And he compared it to slavery. And it's really, actually, really fascinating. It might sound ridiculous to you, but it was actually, I really understood what Prince was going for. So I can also understand for the weekend, it's a natural, a natural uh, part of the journey of an artist and especially of an artist 
at that level, I can see you doing things like that. And then I bet that would last for five years and then we'll eventually get the weekend character back. Um, okay. And also congratulations to Kate Chastain, a beautiful baby boy who is not Ben. The chef is not that, that child's father, but, uh, I'm hoping to get Kate on once, uh, you know, I don't, now I don't even know when to ask her because is it rude to ask somebody that just, I, how long do I have to wait to ask Kate Chastain to come on? Because we've DM'd and she's been nice and she's been really, really nice. And she's one of those people. Uh, I remember one time she was like, you're really funny. And it, it was one of those things that I needed to hear at that moment that really kind of was like, I was like, Oh my God, I need it. Cause I, you know, and I'm like trying, I was like, Ryan, don't explain why you're so insecure. But it was one of those moments where I was like, Oh my God, just to hear that from Kate, who is such a funny person herself. Um, I thought that was truly amazing. Okay. Do you want to hear the real housewives of New Jersey finale trailer? Now, I don't know how, if this is going to really translate on a podcast. So we're just going to play it. You'll be able to understand all of their voices and then we'll talk about it briefly afterwards. Okay, here we go. On the season finale of the real housewives of New Jersey. Welcome to Ireland. This is magnificent. What? I feel like in Ireland, like you were so lost. Yeah, just things in Ireland that weighed on my mind. Nothing we don't know. Trying to still navigate the best way to tell Melissa this rumor. I want you to know what is being said about me. Yes. Why are you talking about someone you don't even f-ing know? Don't shoot the You're messenger. You're not a messenger. Well, You're I'm a f-ing star. around enough fights in my day to know when something's going to escalate. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Get off of me. Get off of me. Get off of me. Get off of me. And this is bad. All right, let's all stay calm. I don't do a because I'm a winner. I'm winning. Who's he talking to like that? Back the up. Hey, hey, Nate. Hey, Nate. Hey, Nate. Stop it. Nate. Nate. You don't got to hold him back, Nate. Listen, the the best part of that whole thing was when we found out it was the season finale. (laughs) By the way, you're not watching this, you're listening to it, and it's probably just a bunch of noise. But even if you were watching it, it still feels like just a bunch of noise. Like, it's just, okay, Danielle's, like, putting that Melissa rumor out there, and then Margaret's getting in Danielle's face, Danielle's getting in Rachel Fuda's face, and then we have the guys, and this is where Louie gets all, like, like a demon, all red-faced, like the Kool-Aid man, but evil, and he's like, I'm a winner, and Joey's like, what you say to me, what you say, like, we've seen this, we've seen this song before, again and again and again, pardon me if I don't really, you know, if I'm not getting my all, you know, not getting my nipples hard about this anymore, but it <laughs> I truly am the Larry King of podcasting. Um, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm kind of, it's like, you know, guys, I don't know. They all don't get along. Who knows? I don't think we're going to get a lot of resolution. We're like 30 seasons into this thing and it's the same thing. If you guys, and by the way, I mention this all the time when I talk about Jersey because the Jersey Twitter folks, it really blows my mind. It is like, there's going to be no, you know, I don't think there's any hope for Teresa and Joey and Melissa to ever make up. I truly don't. And I think the same way about people warring on Twitter about Jersey. It's like, what are you guys? I mean, like, it is insane. Like, it is re- like no other show is this intense when it comes to, like, people going back and forth. And I'm like, 
oh my God, what, what it's, I've never seen people this passionate about ha- something that they have little to zero effect over, except that as some of the people I feel like will get some of the cast members arrested at some point. <laughs> oh my God, I shouldn't be laughing, but it really, it's wild. It's wild. Okay. What else do we got folks? We got, we got, we got other stuff to talk about here. Um, listen, I got a lot of DMS and people, um, showing me the picture of Jen Shaw walking in prison and I didn't repost or post anything because listen, I'm just going to let her do her time. I'm not going to give her any more attention. Jen Shaw's in prison as she should be. Let her do her time. I'm curious how much uh, her family made off those photos today. And I, I looked at the photo. She looks good. She looks good. I was surprised. Like she was wearing hoop earrings, not big ones, but she was wearing hoop earrings. She's wearing a watch, um, wearing glasses. She looked good. I mean, she looked good. She looked healthy, looked better than I did. I know that much. Um, so I don't know. There's not much else in it for me. Like, you know, once they're off the show, I don't really know. You know, it's like she did something really wrong. I don't want to give her more attention. You know, uh, these years will probably fly by for a lot of us and then we'll hear from her more. And I'm sure we'll get these photos every now and then. But I will say even kind of just, you know, comparing her to somebody like Teresa is that we didn't we didn't get like, we, we, we got Teresa photos, like, wasn't it like towards the end? I remember that one, the People magazine spread of her and her cell cellmate friends is one of the most iconic photos of all time. In fact, I'm going to post that on my Instagram tomorrow because it truly is one of the most magical. I mean, it really, and it showed that Teresa can make friends anywhere. Like Teresa, Teresa is one of those people that people genuinely gravitate to. I will give her always that credit, even in prison. And I, I think Jen Shaw is trying to go down that route. I just don't, th- I, I personally don't think Jen Shaw has the goodwill of the people behind her in the sense that she, you know, she only did really two seasons of a show. I mean, there's been three se- you know, like she's not beloved like Teresa was, uh, you know, I'm sure if you guys disagree, you disagree, but it was different with Teresa a little bit. I feel like Jen Shaw, there's been so much lying and Teresa, you know, uh, it's just different. It, to me, it's like comparing apples and oranges. Okay. Moving on to another non Bravo story. This is what I was talking about earlier. This is a page six article exclusive. I love how they put gossip and then they put exclusive. Like how can it be exclusive if it's gossip? Like I could just make anything and that's not considered an exclusive. It's just considered me making up something. Anyways, the headline is Tom Cruise is extremely interested in pursuing Shakira. I love Shakira reading this. It's like, Ooh, look, look, Tom Cruise is extremely interested in pursuing me. I don't know why I just made her sound like a leprechaun. I'm not great at voices. Anyways, this is the article. The race is on for single Shakira. After Tom Cruise and the Hips Don't Lie singer were photographed hanging out together at the Formula One Grand Prix in Miami over the weekend, a source exclusively tells Page Six he is extremely interested in pursuing her. I love that direct quote. Like, I love that somebody potentially had a conversation with Tom Cruise where he was like, that Shakira, I'm extremely interested in pursuing her. Um, And the source also goes, there is chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) don't worry page six trust me there is chemistry Cruz 60 is single and shakira 46 split from her longtime boyfriend gerard peak pique 
who's a soccer star, 36, last June, amid allegations he was having an affair with his now-girlfriend, Clara Chaya Marti. Shakira needs a soft pillow to fall on, and that could be Tom, says our source. What a weird way to talk about a relationship. Shakira needs a soft pillow to fall on, and that could be Tom. God, I'm just a soft pillow body-wise anyways. I'm just very lumpy at this point, so I would consider myself a soft pillow. Added that Cruz has the benefit of being, quote, a nice-looking guy, and he is talented. A nice-looking guy, and he's talented. I love that he's underselling Tom Cruise. <laughs> the source also cracked, and she isn't taller than him. Okay, well, there he goes. Tom's like, I am in love. She's way short. A source tells us that Cruz was so taken by the pop diva that he allegedly sent her flowers. Well, if the, sor- the source should say he did or didn't. You can't allegedly send flowers. You do or you don't. On Sunday, the Top Gun Maverick star and the Colombian Chantus spent time together on the race's starting grid and were seen chatting in a private hospitality suite. I wish, like, I'm sorry, you know, kick the kids out of the car when I say this. I wish page six would sometimes just go balls to the walls and just like Shakira was seen being finger banged by Tom Cruise in one of the bathroom stalls. In one of the Taylor Swift Nashville bathroom stalls. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It's late. It's 106. Um, anyways, listen, we'll, we'll tell you what, but, but Tom Cruise is due for a new love interest. He's, you know, got a career resurgence, but I also want to point out Shakira is potentially, you know, he, you know, he, Tom, we should do an episode on just Tom Cruise's relationships over the years. Uh, he was married to an actress, Mimi Driver, and, uh, that was his first marriage. I believe his second marriage was Nicole Kidman, right? Right. And that was 10 years. And then after that, he had a string. He dated, he went on a couple dates with um, Joe Manganiello's wife, uh, the Modern Family star. What's, uh, I'm blanking on her name right now, but he dated her for a couple, couple dates. I remember that specifically. And then he dated Penelope Cruz for a while. Do you guys remember that? He dated Penelope Cruz. They did the movie Vanilla Sky together. Cameron Crowe directed that with uh, Cameron Diaz. I liked Vanilla Sky. It, it, a lot of people didn't, but I, I really liked that. And great soundtrack on that that movie. Um, so he dated, in fact, there's a making of Vanilla Sky that is on the DVD because, of course, I own all those DVDs because I thought they would never go out of style. But there was a making of, and I remember... It was a documentary on like the promotion of Vanilla Sky, and it was like Tom Cruise calling Cameron Crowe, the director, at like three in the morning, and like Cameron, what's up, dude? I just want to talk. And you just realize how intense this guy is in all moments of his life. But there's also a scene of him um, dancing uh, with Penelope Cruz, and they're uh, they're doing the lambada, the dance of love. I mean, I don't know exactly what dance it was, but it was it was hysterical watching this. I've got to go find that. God, uh, I wish those were all just like downloaded into my brain. I could just pull it up right now. But uh, he did Penelope Cruz for a while, right? And then, wow, where where did he go from? I'm, I know I'm missing huge pieces of this because oh, Katie Holmes, duh. I'm sorry, you guys, Katie Holmes, yeah. Then it was Katie Holmes, that whole mess. Um, yeah, Katie Holmes, that was wild. Yes, Katie Holmes. And then most recently he dated that uh, actress from Captain America that I think was also in the Mission Impossible movies. Um, anyways, 
we'll go, we'll dig deeper into Tom Cruise's love life at some point, but I wanted to share that with you guys because I just love, I love page six, but I also love Tom Cruise's, his, his, his romantic relationships. Also Kim Kardashian. I want to talk about this in the sense of, um, Kim Kardashian was at another Lakers playoff game and she wore a top that says, I love nerds. And I'm like, Kim, no, you don't like, can't come on, Kim, you know, no, no, you don't put, take the t-shirt off. Um, I will say that Kim is going to a lot of Lakers games and a lot of support thrown behind Tristan Thompson. Right. And everybody's like, oh my God, Kim lay off. And a lot of people are like, that's disgusting. Why are you, you know, it's like, okay, sure. Tristan Thompson. But my theory is, and you're going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here is that stay with me here. It's going to blow you away. Kim loves attention, period. Kim loves to be seen at major events. And so now Kim has a reason to be front row at these Lakers games because she has a connection with Tristan Thompson. So in her head, I'm guessing she's like, of course, I have a natural connection to be here. But she's getting photographed all over. People are excited to see her at the game. She's in the front row. She gets. But my thing is, yeah, she likes Tristan a lot, even though I don't think she should. But more importantly, she likes the attention. She likes being seen. I think she feels like it's like a stage show almost for her. It's like Saturday Night Live. She's like, look at this crowd. Are they here for me? Kind of. So I wanted to point that out. I, I think she is really, truly loving the uh, the life of and by the way, you know, also there is a rumor that supposedly she might be dating a basketball player. But on Dumois' podcast, we do talk about a rumor of who Kim Kardashian is potentially dating now, and it's definitely not one of the Lakers. But like I said, that's just a rumor. Um, okay, now I also want to talk about Kim, Kim Zolciak Berman, and Croy Berman because they most recently announced a divorce. Now, more information is coming out about this. And it is, it's going to get messy. I have a feeling it really is going to get messy. Now, the New York Post gave us a little bit more information on this. It says Croy Bierman files for a divorce from Kim Zolciak first, and he wants sole custody amid financial battle. Um, so the divorce was filed on May 5th and seen by the Post. The divorce records state that Bierman has separated from respondent on the grounds that the marriage is irretrievably broken and thereby entitling the petitioner to a divorce under Georgia law. Zolziak was served a summons on Monday, May 8th. The documents go on to note that Bierman was seeking temporary and permanent sole legal and sole physical custody of the former couple's four underage children, Croy Jr., Cash, Kaya, and Kane. Both parents are required to complete a domestic intake worksheet, which monitor the treatment of their children over 30 days. The former NFL linebacker, 37, is also asking that property he purchased separate from Zolziak, 44, be awarded to him fully, but is requesting that their debt be split evenly. He is also asking for alimony. Specifically, court's record states petitioner shows that he should be awarded exclusive, temporary, and permanent use and possession of the marital residence located at 30. I'm not going to say the address, but they put the whole address in here. But I think that wasn't that house like leveraged to the hilt. It was like almost repossessed a couple of times. Um, both of the Real Housewives of Atlanta alums still reside in the home despite their contentious divorce. Oh my God, getting Andy and the camera in there right now. In a separate court filing, documents show the two owe about 
$1,150,000 in federal taxes. So a couple, I mean, listen, uh, I, I even watched that solo series they did, the spinoff series that Maritza made me watch, which I actually ended up kind of enjoying. I did full recaps of those over on the Patreon years ago. Um, I'm truly shocked about this divorce. I really am. Um, and it looks like he filed first. He filed first. So we're probably going to get more information. Dumois podcast on, on Thursday, we talk about a blind item that potentially she was, they were in an open marriage. Um, who knows? I mean, listen, we remember the days of Big Papa. We remember the days she allegedly started off as a stripper. Um, there are a lot of things out there. And Kim in the past was used to men taking care of her, you know, primarily Big Papa, who had was married and had a family of his own, which is why the moniker of Big Papa was used. Um, listen, man, you know, also Kim, Kim probably has like a million dollars worth of crystals, like move over Spencer Pratt. I, you know, obviously she'll get to keep those, but they have such a large lifestyle. I really wonder what these, what it was. And it seems like it's been going bad for so long. So I'm asking all of my so bad, it's good listeners. If you follow any of them, please keep me updated with little pieces of information. Cause I'm sure Brielle is going to like do some kind of like She's going to use, like, she's going to, she's going to get drunk one night and kind of spill secrets on a, on an Instagram live or something. Also, um, Croy in his, uh, Instagram bio, this is what Croy's Instagram bio says. I'm a real journalist. I read Instagram bios now. Um, Croy Bierman says, husband, father to six perfect munchkins, athlete, my ring meant a thing. You can Google me and see I wasn't tardy for that party, which is kind of cute because he promotes three of uh, th- <laughs> three of Kim's songs, hit songs. Don't be tardy for the party is a bop. Um, and he still has a picture of both of them in his um, in his profile photo. And he hasn't taken down any photos of her. Uh, now let's go over to Kim Zolziak Beerman's. Okay, Kim Zolziak Beerman. Her Instagram bio says, "Don't be tardy to our party." Bravo star, thirteen years, six kids, five dogs, four companies, and growing. Hmm. And I'm seeing like seven pictures down. There is still a picture of her and Croy from October twenty third, twenty twenty two. So more stuff is going to come out. Now, listen, all you conspiracy theory people are going to say, maybe they did this to get back on a show. Maybe they did this to hide assets, all of these things. Who knows? But it's starting to seem a little bit more real to me because of all of the financial issues, the ins and outs. And there's got to be a lot of pressure that we were all kind of um, guessing at in a lot of people's posts over the years, but I, I sure that stuff really does add up and Bravo had kind of canceled their show and it's got to have been a tough couple of years for them. Listen, probably not as tough as most of us out there, but for them and the lifestyle that Kim is used to living, it's got to be tough. So I'll try to keep you as updated as I can. Um, but they do have a lot of kids and those kids, it seemed like a really tight knit family for as crazy as they are. So hopefully, 
um, those kids are okay. That is the number one thing. Okay, guys, I have so many other news stories to do, but this is going to be an ongoing conversation. We have the rest of our lives to talk about this. Your job today is to go out there and have the best fucking Wednesday you can. Sorry for the language. Remember, Thursday I won't be releasing an episode, but you can go subscribe to my Patreon and listen to the Summer House Recap. You can go listen to Do You, Dumois Podcast, and listen to me over there. I hope I did good. And then on Friday, you have two brand new episodes, all Vanderpump Rules, baby. But we didn't talk about Vanderpump Rules at all today. So I hope you dug that. We got to get back to normal at some point. I love you guys. And uh, thank you for all the kind uh, wishes and all that stuff from, from my parents. Okay, I'll talk to you on Friday. Bye. Betches.